Welcome to the Relentless Grace Podcast. This church has left the building. Your host is Pastor Paula Mamel. Welcome to Relentless Grace, a podcast for people who are seeking an authentic, unbridled faith connection with Jesus that is relevant in the 21st century. Whether you have been bruised by organized religion and walked away, or are still engaged but looking for a way to deepen your spiritual journey, Relentless Grace is a podcast to connect with your spirit. Each week, I try to make connections between the timeless Word of God and the reality of our everyday lives through reflections on the Word and ways to implement your faith in your daily life. This show is seeking to provide a re-communion of seekers, doubters, stayers, and leavers with the power of the Holy Spirit outside the walls of a congregation. This church has left the building. Today on Relentless Grace, we continue our journey through the Lord's Prayer with a focus on the petition, Give us today our daily bread. This prayer is not one that focuses on ourselves. We do not say, Give me today my daily bread, but rather it's a focus on our communal connection with one another, on a God who has provided all that we need and on our response to that God as we participate as part of bringing in God's kingdom and doing God's will. We'll focus on how there is enough in the world. There does not need to be hunger. And as we engage with the world, we participate with God in bringing in God's kingdom by praying not just for ourselves, but for all of us. I hope you enjoy the podcast. A reading from the sixth chapter of Matthew, verses 25 to 34, from the New Living Translation of the Bible. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. So, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. I 
remember when I was a little kid in Sunday school. Our Sunday school worship leader, Mary Lou Arney, teaching us the song, Oh, who can make a flower? I'm sure I can't, can you? Oh, who can make a flower? No one but God can do. That song basically stuck in my brain and lasted with me throughout life. Sometimes I'll see a flower and it'll run through my brain. Oh, who can make a flower? I'm sure I can't. Can you? The expression of the song is that we are totally and completely dependent upon God for everything. The song goes on to talk about sunshine and rainbows, all of the parts of life that we are completely incapable of making. That's in direct conflict to that American ideal of being self-made people who are able to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. This song is about complete and total dependence upon God. God gives us everything. Nothing comes from us. Without God, we are completely, utterly bereft. We have nothing. And that's what today's portion of the Lord's Prayer is also addressing. As we pray to God, give us today our daily bread. It is an awareness that God is the source of everything. Without God, we don't have daily bread. And as we know, daily bread doesn't just mean our gluten products for the day. Gluten-free people can still pray this prayer because this is saying that we are asking God to provide us everything we need, food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, field, livestock, money, property, an upright spouse, upright children, upright workers, upright and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, decency, honor, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. By the way, that list came from Luther's small catechism. In other words, God give us everything we need. This prayer, give us today our daily bread, is an awareness of our need to have God to provide all that we have. And it is an awareness that God is the author of everything. I'm sharing this at a time when we are thinking about Thanksgiving and thinking about what we have and how we can give back from what we have. And when I think about this prayer, When I think about what it means for me, it means that I am turning to God, knowing that I can't pull myself up by my own bootstraps. When everything else falls away in my life, the only thing upon which I can rely is God, that we are called to fully rely on God to provide all of our needs. But there's also a question that is raised as we pray this prayer. Because when I'm saying, give us today our daily bread, there is an essential understanding that God can provide for everyone. And so it raises the question, why, when we pray this prayer and trust for God to provide all of our needs, why are there people who are starving? Why are there people who are homeless? Why are there people with literally nothing? The thing is, when we pray this prayer, 
God has provided enough for everyone to have daily bread. The thing is, according to the Committee on World Food Security, we have enough food in our world to feed everyone. In a study that came out in October of 2022, the UN Committee on World Food Security said, We produce enough food to feed 1.5 times the global population. We have enough food to feed 10 billion people. Yet our world has just over 7 billion people currently. And yet, poverty is a huge problem. As many as 828 million people were hungry globally in 2021, a majority of whom were in East Asia and Africa. In addition, 2.3 billion people in the world were moderately or severely food insecure, while almost 3.1 billion people could not afford a healthy diet. And those aren't just numbers. Those are parents going through the torment of watching their children go hungry. Mothers and fathers deciding which meals to skip, which ailments need to visit the doctor, or deciding if their children can continue to go to school. It is a vast and horrible problem in our world. There is enough food in the world for everyone. There's also enough money to go around. And yet, according to the Pareto distribution, which has been used mathematically to quantify the distribution of the wealth of the very rich, 20% of the people in the world own 80% of the property in the world. The upper 4% own 64%, and the upper 0.8% owe 51.2% of the property in this world. And in fact, the 42 million richest people in the world hold 39.3% of the world's wealth. That is absolutely astounding. With that kind of distribution of wealth, I don't think it's God's problem that there isn't enough for everyone when we pray, give us today our daily bread. God has provided enough. There's no question about it. God has provided enough to go around, but we live in a world where too much is hoarded by too few. People starving, people being homeless, parents needing to decide whether or not their children should eat, get health care, or go to school, that is a result of human sin, not divine neglect. God has given enough. And so when we pray this prayer, we are asking for God to provide enough for all. Did you notice that when you were praying it? It doesn't say, give me today my daily bread. This is not a personal prayer for me to get what I have coming to me. Instead, it is a corporate understanding of our participation as part of God's realm. That when we are making this prayer, when we are saying, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we are making a commitment to be part of God's realm. And one of the consequences of that is that we want to make sure that everyone gets enough. And so we have flashes of the coming kingdom by doing God's will when we say, Give us, not give me. This prayer 
This prayer asking for daily bread is a recognition that God provides all that we need, but that we are participants in sharing that with a wider world. This is a transformative prayer to be part of something that shares beyond ourselves. Today's message is going to be a little bit shorter, and the community connection is going to be a little bit longer, because in that I am going to share three different ways that we can take this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, and connect it to how we live our lives. See, the Lord's Prayer, as rote as it is, as much as it's just part of our culture, it is a radical prayer. It is a radical engagement in a world that needs to hear the grace and the love of God to share. It is a recognition that when God created the world, it was good. There was no sin, there was no brokenness, and there was enough for all. And there still is. But our participation in a world that hoards things, that holds on to things, that refuses to share, well, that creates the kind of culture that makes it about me. What's in it for me? What can I hold on to? What can I get my hands on? That's the challenge of that whole idea of American individualism, pulling yourself up by the bootstrap, self-made people, believing that it is about what I've done and how I've transformed the world. Because we are naked when we come into this world. And we are naked when we leave it. And as it says in Job, blessed be the name of the Lord. We come in with nothing. We leave with nothing. And in between, in between the beginning and the end, we are invited to be part of God's creation, to see beyond how much we can hold on to. Rather than clenching our hands and holding on tightly to what we have so that it's about me, we are called to open our hands. It's one of the reasons that it's such a beautiful thing to be able to give. It's such a beautiful thing to be able to move beyond ourselves. The opportunity to be part of something bigger. That's this prayer. That's what this is about. It's not about me having stuff. It's not about me having dinner. It's about me being part of a world where we all have enough. And the thing is, God promises us in God's realm that there will be enough. But it only happens when we share, when we open up our hands, when we move beyond ourselves, when we give. I can't change the radical nature of the world where so many have so much. But I can advocate for fairness, and I can share what I have. But ultimately, when I say, give us today our daily bread, I recognize and pray that God has provided all that I need and all that everyone needs, and that that is the image of God's perfect creation. And when I turn to God in trust and faith, I want to be part of bringing in that realm. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Alleluia, alleluia. 
As we reflect on what it means when we say, give us this day our daily bread, I want to raise up three different ways as we connect our faith to our life, that we can pray this prayer, not just in word, but in deed. First of all, there's direct assistance, direct relief, giving to world hunger, giving to food pantries giving to places that deal with housing insecurity, providing funds for Habitat for Humanity. There are many ways that we can give. As I've talked about in the past, I am the co-chair of South Sudanese Leadership and Community Development, and I'm going to provide you with an opportunity to give to that organization if you are interested in doing that. I'm turning 60 in February, and I'm doing a fundraiser to raise $6,000, which I am going to match, to give to the refugees who live in the settlement camps in Uganda with, with whom I work. They have literally no food because of the massive issues with refugees in the world. There is not enough money through the World Food Program to provide food to all of the refugees. So sadly, they picked winners and losers or I guess losers and really big losers, because when you're a refugee, you're a loser. And so they're giving funds to only certain groups of refugees and others who live in settlement camps if they've been there for a while, even if they have no means of getting anything. They're stuck. They don't have any food. And so I'm doing this fundraiser to provide funds to help them plant crops, to provide for life within the camp, to give them some opportunity, some hope. If you have a place where you do give, absolutely give to that. But if you're looking for a place to support, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. And I invite you, if you enjoy the podcast, to perhaps make a donation to this fundraiser. I don't turn 60 until February, but I started this early because the need is desperate. It's life or death. And so I invite you to participate in that or some other place where you can give direct assistance. And I think it's important that we don't just give locally. Some people say, well, there are only local needs they want to focus on, and I have nothing against local needs. 
but the problems in the world with refugees and a lot of the problems with hunger have to do with global warming and issues that are larger issues of which we have some connection. And so we need to care about what happens to people who aren't just around us. We need to recognize our neighbors across the street and across the world. The second way that we can respond to this prayer is through political action, through engagement, by becoming an advocate or pleading the case of another. To find out about the issues that are at stake in your local community dealing with housing insecurity. What happens to people when they get out of prison? Do they have a place to go and stay or are they becoming homeless? Connecting with an organization like Bread for the World, which has letter-writing campaigns that engage with Congress on issues related to hunger. This is not necessarily a politically divisive issue. This isn't one that should be right or left. It's actually right or wrong, that people have needs and that we need to connect with them. It's important to learn and to engage and to care and to move beyond yourself. If you are saying, give us this day our daily bread, and you see an opportunity to connect with that at a political realm, engage. Talk to people and care about others beyond yourself. And finally, one of the ways that we can respond to that is lifestyle changes. Using our resource responsibly. I know that I personally have more food waste than I should. I'm not proud of that. And so I am making every effort to use the food that I have so that I waste less. And then the money that I was wasting, I was literally throwing away. I am able to give to help others be fed. Anytime we throw food away, anytime we waste it, we are basically taking funds for ourselves that could be shared with others. Also living lower on the food chain, becoming aware of what you are eating and how it impacts others. Less red meat or no red meat. I personally am somebody who is not a vegetarian, but I think there's a lot to be said for Meatless Mondays. Taking a couple of days a week where you deliberately and intentionally live lower on the food chain and then use the funds that you might save to share with others, but also by doing that to provide for others. I recently went to the Museum of Civilizations in Quebec City. And one of the exhibits was about how we are called to live in the world with the radicality of climate change. And it was deliberately positive. It didn't want to send people into spirals of despair, but rather gave visions of how we can have enough. And it will require radical change. And the way that we do that is by being part of that change now so that our children and grandchildren can continue to pray this prayer. But it can't be business as usual. Because we are connected. We are interconnected. We are part of something that is intricately entwined. When we say, give us today our daily bread, we are recognizing our interconnectedness. That when a butterfly flaps its wings in China, it impacts me. So this week, it's a heavy lift. It's a lot that I put out there. But it's also part of what it means to be a community of faith. That it's not just me. It's not just you. It's us. And it will only change when we work together. Thank you for joining me today on the Relentless Grace podcast. 
If you enjoyed the show, I hope that you will share it with others and tell them about this podcast. If you wish to support Relentless Grace, you may do so by clicking on the Patreon link in the show notes, Venmoing me at PV Mamel, or sending a check by contacting me either through the Relentless Grace Facebook page or via email. I am grateful for the financial support as it allows me to continue to do this as an ongoing ministry. Today, I am grateful for Dan McKnight, our announcer, Elizabeth Kieschnick, who read the scriptures, Cammie Wenberg, who sang Seek Ye First, and Ruth Skinner, who sings our final song. If you have any feedback about Relentless Grace, please let me know. It helps us to continually improve the show. Also, in the show notes, you can check out the link to the fundraiser I mentioned at the South Sudanese Leadership and Community Development. If you support it, thank you in advance for giving that provides truly life-giving change for those who receive. Finally, I send you out with a blessing. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song. And all of the trees of the field shall clap their hands. This week and every week, may you remember that when we pray, give us this day our daily bread. We are recognizing that we are partners with others in this world and are making a commitment to sharing what we have with others. Have a blessed week. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth before you. There'll be shouts of joy and all the trees of the field will clap will clap their hands and all the trees of the field will clap their hands the trees of the field will clap their hands the trees of the field will clap their hands as you go out with joy